Hey, hey, y'all. What's up? <laughs> it's me, your girl, Kelsey Louise, Tennessee Queen. Your peep. I was going to say your daddy's girlfriend, but really, um, these days, I'm more your peepaw's girlfriend. <laughs> Give me that peepaw will money, bruh. <laughs> How are y'all doing? <clears throat> I'm in a super giggly mood today. Um, just because <laughs> I've taken the day off and I've just been laying around in my PJs and looking at funny stuff online, um, talking to people that are funny when I'm not online, just raising my vibration, baby. Um, it's so necessary. Uh, what have you been up to? The world is fucking burning, bro. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Am I okay? <laughs> oh, I laugh, but like it's kind of not funny. <clears throat> As we know, shit is just popping off everywhere. COVID, people were like reopening and now they're like reclosing. Um, I moved to Alaska again. This time I'm going to stay, y'all. I'm sick of traveling around everywhere. I'm fucking sick of it. I had some fun with it, but like, damn, my nervous system needs a motherfucking break. Oh, I'm tired and I want a house (laughs) of my own. So I got one. Uh, I'm in a temporary apartment right now waiting for my spot to be finished renovating. Um, (laughs) This temporary apartment is doo-doo. It's so doo-doo. It's one of those apartments that's like, (laughs) it comes fully furnished with all the bells and whistles and shit. But, like, the color of the walls is, like, makeup, like, white girl makeup, cover girl shit. I'm sick of these cover girl walls. I need my house, damn it. Um, But, yes, I have made the move to Alaska. Me and my baby dog, Bodie, drove through Canada to get here. It's been a journey. I've been really tired. I've returned to work at the Great Alaskan Bush Co. And I'm doing well. And all my customers came to see me uh, upon my return. So it's been really good for me. Um, There's some like mask laws. And like we have to keep space between blah, blah, blah. I'm so sick of this fucking shit, honestly. Oh, God, I'm so sick of talking about COVID. I don't even want to talk about it. Can we just skip that part? Because I think we're all just toast with that shit. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then Black Lives Matter, the whole, like, revolution that's happening. It's just been really a lot. And actually, uh, it was like a week ago, I think, I made a podcast about it but I'm such a stoner I did not have my mic on so I did this really beautiful podcast but it was weird because it was my second time recording it and like it didn't work either time so I think God was just trying to be like Kelsey shut the fuck up about that like just about maybe I think God was just trying to tell me to like reassess what I was trying to say so I've been doing that um and just refining my message and I'm white obviously but I and so it's been really like 
strange for me to place what I'm supposed to be doing right now because so when when Black Lives Matter first emerged I think it was 2015 or 16 um I went to the rally that was, was four or five years ago I went and I marched and I went by myself and I was in Nashville at the time I went by myself um I was really present in the moment I think I took one photo on my instax like it's like a polaroid you know I have one photo from it somewhere in my photo albums but <clears throat> um yeah I was just kind of young and wild like I had a lot more um energy and a lot less anxiety at that time so when this Black Lives Matter re-emerged after Breonna Taylor's death and George Floyd's death um I just I was actually traveling at the time. I was with my little sister in Tennessee and we were going to Florida for her high school graduation. Like I was like, I'm going to be the cool big sis and take you um, to Florida, you know, senior trip. So we did that during all of the protests. It was fucking such a weird position for me to be in because like I felt like I should be in them streets, you know, protesting and then... I had some guilt about it and I'm sure a lot of white people can uh sympathize with that or just any people but I'm kind of thinking of it in a white perspective because I know a lot of my white friends have been having problems like trying to figure out their place in the revolution and there was a lot of shit going down around it a lot of pressure for folks to be in the streets protesting. But I just want to say a few things about that. Not everyone, it's not everyone's place to be in the streets with the signs and the yelling and the, that's just not everyone's place. Some people, myself included, these days I have so much anxiety around that Um, I'm doing my revolutionary work in my own environments that I'm in. So for me, it's, it's not, God, especially during COVID, like a lot of people are afraid of getting the virus or they're immunocompromised. Like they are uncomfortable being in the streets, like physically. Um, and there was a lot of like white people trying to guilt other white people into like standing up for this and I understand that like white faces should be here should be there on those streets you know but that's like I was saying that's not the only place you can show up so there's so many ways that you can show up and revolutionize because all revolutions don't happen on the street they happen in the home they happen in the workplace they happen These days on social media, they happen online, they happen in corporations. Like the revolution is not just going to be on the street. Um, It's so multifaceted and complex, especially with systemic racism. It's like kind of like underlying in all of American culture. So there's a lot of work to be done. There is a lot of work to be done and everyone has a place, but I don't, I felt guilt for not being in the streets and 
And then I realized, why, why do I feel this? Like, wh- where is this coming from? And I think it was just like, I want to help. But then I realized, like, I'm doing my work. So during the protests, I went to, I was in Tennessee, um, and I went to this bonfire because like, it was like this big deal because I was coming home and like the people that hosted the bonfire wanted to celebrate that. And during the bonfire, um, there was a lot of people there that I didn't know. A lot, a lot, a lot. Most, actually. I didn't know most of the people there. I knew some of them, so I kind of stayed close. But, y'all, I've been gone from Tennessee for four years now. Like, completely gone. I've gone home a few times to visit, but I'm gone. I moved out west, um, and I'm going to stay out west. It's just I don't feel at home in the south anymore. I'm so far removed. And let me explain why. So we're at the bonfire and I'm sure this could happen anywhere. But for me, this is, this ties to Tennessee and it ties to home. So we're at this bonfire and it's the first night of the BLM rallies. Like it was that first Saturday, um, that it started. I think it was like, let's see the 30th, wait, May 30th. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good with dates. It was somewhere around there. And I was at this bonfire, and like I said, I didn't know most of the people there, and there were, you know, there was some talk about the rallies, and then there was some, like, racist comments being made, and I had invited my, I invited two people, one couldn't come because of the rallies, she wanted to stay home with her babies, because she lived near where they were rallying, and there were like cop cars buzzing past her house and she wanted to feel safe at home with her family and her, her daughters. So I totally understood that. I was like, that's fine, honey. Do what you got to do. Stay home. Because there was a lot of unrest at that time and still is. But anyways, and the other person, the other person I invited was black. And so these racist comments were being made before my friend got there. And I spoke up and I was like, hey, I'm just letting y'all know, like, I am not down with this. Are y'all going to say this shit when my black friend shows up? Fucking crickets. Right? Crickets. And then I tried to just relax after that, but I was so shaken up because I was, A, disgusted that the people I was around were having these thoughts and comments. B, I felt so embarrassed that my friend was going to come and they're black. And I was like, I am not going to... I don't want my friend to feel uncomfortable. And just these little comments just kept like coming up and coming up with these fucking racist peeps. And like I said, I don't even know these people. So I had a full blown panic attack. I mean, full blown panic attack. I was hyperventilating. I had to leave the bonfire because I couldn't fucking handle it. And I had just, I just don't surround myself with people like that. Like I, uh, I mean, dirt, 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 dirt. Like what the fuck? Like I was like freaking out. I was like, these are not my people. I'm so far removed from this. 
what the fuck? And I'm like screaming and crying. I like throw my body on the earth. Literally, it's in the middle of the night. I throw my body on the earth and I'm like begging the earth to heal me and like transmute my pain. I call my therapist. We have an emergency session. Like it was fucking nuts. I called my friend who was black and I told him, I'm like, yo, this is what's going. He's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I was like, this is what's going down. There's some comments being made and I'm just really uncomfortable and I don't want you to come here if this makes you uncomfortable. Like, I'm just so embarrassed that this is what's happening. And I'm so sorry. And I feel so emotionally charged from all the unrest in the world. And I just don't know how to deal with this. And he was calm as a fucking cucumber. Calm as a cucumber. Cool as a cucumber. (laughs) Anyway, you know what I'm saying? He was cool and calm. And he, he, he was like, Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey. I am not worried about this. And I was like, you're not. And he's like, no, like there's nothing that these people can say that's going to hurt me. Like I am proud to be black. I am successful. I'm educated. There's nothing that these people are going to say that's going to hurt me. And I was like, what hurts me? And I was all torn up. And he's like, Kelsey, I'm coming. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm fucking coming. I want to hang out with you. I want to see you. Um, and I was like, are you you sure? He's like, yeah, of course. Like, I'll be right there. And he shows up and I I finally, my sister smoked me out. We smoked a blunt and, um, I felt better after that. And then he shows up and he was like, watch this, Kelsey. When I walk over there, no one's going to say a fucking word. No more comments are going to be made. And he was right. He walked up. We're kicking it. Everyone looks at him crickets like no comments were made i was like you fucking pussy bitches but anyway and then and i'm telling you the story because i was feeling all this guilt for not showing up at these rallies right but then in reality i was already dismantling racism within my environment i'm already doing the work and like that is so important it's all important and i was getting really frustrated because i do want to help and i am helping and There are these fucking people, like these fucking white people on the internet trying to tell me, they were reaching out to me like, you're not doing enough, like you need to be donating to these organizations and screenshotting your donation and posting them. And I'm like, holy shit, like, are you fucking kidding me? That giving money to an organization is great, but it is not the only way to show up. Do you think Gandhi would fucking screenshot his donations to organizations and posted them on the fucking internet? No. He's in his motherfucking streets helping his motherfucking people. Do you think Jesus would be screenshot? You know, like, come on. There are so many fucking ways to show up. Furthermore, Jesus and Gandhi don't even fucking have, they were poor. They don't have money to donate to organizations to give and shit. Like, they are in their streets. And to be frank... It's a fucking global pandemic, and I don't have any fucking money for that. I have received zero dollars from the government. Zero. I have been eating off of showing my asshole on OnlyFans. (laughs) For real. So I was really pissed. Like, how dare these people try to tell me how I need to be showing up in my world? Like, that is unacceptable. Furthermore, if we really want to, like, because I'm such a fucking... Like, I have a Gemini moon, so I just analyze and dissect constantly, Um, which I think is great. Uh, Some people would argue that. But anyways, so furthermore, like, donating to organizations and shit, like, like, showing that you care with your dollar, 
I understand is great, but like that's kind of a capitalist brainwashed mindset. Like the only way I can show up is with my, with donating money. Like, bro, no, there are so many facets to this. No, like I don't fucking have any fucking money to give away. I'm barely, I'm running up a fucking credit card to survive. Like I don't have the money to be, I didn't have the money to move to Alaska. I fucking ran that shit on a credit card. Duh. Like, I don't know. It was just really, it really bothered me. And like, I don't care what people think about me, but it really bothered me for other people too. Because like, if you have money to donate to organizations, that's great. But like, there's this kind of, the issue I have is with groupthink. It's a groupthink issue. Whenever there is a group of people trying to tell me or any individual what to do or you, you need to stop and think about why is this person or these people trying to tell me to change my thoughts and behavior? Why? Um, do they have good intentions? Because in my case, I felt like I was being very judged and it was hurtful for me because I, I was like flabbergasted. I was like, well, damn, like I don't, I am showing up y'all. Like I'm, I'm praying, I'm meditating on this shit. I'm doing things within my own environment, within my own culture and my own household. And they're very uncomfortable. Like I didn't, it, it takes a lot of courage to like stand up to people. And I did that and I will always do that. And that's just like a small instance of like ways that you can show up without, you know, giving money or showing up to a protest or whatever because some folks like one of my best friends reached out to me during it all and she's crying and she's like Kelsey I have that my friends are all going to the rally and like I really want to go but I have the worst anxiety and she's having a panic attack and I'm like well because she doesn't like crowds she has some trauma she's had trauma in crowds before and where some shit went down and she feels uncomfortable in them now and I was like, well, honey, is there any other way that you feel that you can show up? And she's like, yes, I do. You know, I can do this and I can. Do that. And I don't know. I guess my point with all this is like during these times of such unrest, it pains me to know that there is still such harsh judgment. Because in these times when there is such unrest, what we really, really need is compassion. Like, you don't know what someone else is going through and how dare you say what they should and shouldn't be doing. Um, if you want to make suggestions, that's like nice because some people like literally don't know what to do. Um, and they, they like are looking for guidance, but for me it was super hateful and I was pissed and like, I just feel for others in my position. Like I know so many folks, like I've had so many conversations with my white friends about, this and they feel the same way I do they're like I you know I want to show up like I feel like I need to be doing this and that and I'm doing the best that I can and I'm like well honey you're doing the best that you can that's all you can do and so I beg you listening right now just have compassion for the people around you you don't know what their needs are you don't know what they've gone through you don't know their traumas they're showing up in the best way that they can and you should love them through that like, oh, it's such a really hard time. And I kind of also had like some like weird 
kind of self-doubt about like, should I even be talking about this? Like I'm a white person. Should I even, does my voice even matter right now? But the truth is like, yes, it does. Everyone's does right now. Black voices, especially there, it's a black issue, but it's really a white issue. This actually kind of isn't a black issue at all. It affects black people, but it's a white issue. It's, it's systemic racism within a colonial context of America. Um, and we are dismantling that as we speak. Um, so be easy on yourself. Like if you're doing the best you can, that's all you can do, honey. Just keep doing it and show up in the ways that work for you. Um, what, whatever that looks like for you, just do the best that you can. That's all you can do. And I also noticed that it's a lot of, a lot of the social pressures were white people yelling at white people. (laughs) And I think it's partly because they have white guilt and they want to kind of like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, They're projecting it onto other white people. And like, I get it. I'm not, I'm not really like judging anyone at this time because it's such a hard time. Like all of us are kind of like, what are we doing? What is this fucking life we live? Like our realities shift instantly these days. And so in these times, especially when our realities shift, like the drop of a hat, please just be compassionate with each other, love each other. And there's also this rhetoric right now about like, fuck love and light, like fuck that. And I'm here to say, no, love and light is always, 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 always going to have a place. Always. Because the way I see it is that's all that there is, is love and light. That's literally it. The, The times where it doesn't feel like it's there is just because it's a lack of love and a lack of light. Like, And I'm not some stupid brainwash bitch that's like, like, I know that there's darkness, you, duh, but that's the only reason there's darkness is because there's lack of love. So, so please, in these times, love each other, love yourself, um, love your neighbor and just fucking be gentle. (sighs) Um, there is a time for like, you know, fighting hard and yelling and darkness. And I'm not discrediting any of that. I'm just saying like within this context, love and light will always have a place. Um, so yeah, I've been kind of struggling with that too. Cause there's people that are like, yeah, you're just love and light, love and light. Yeah, bitch. Because I've been in the dark. Like I know what it feels like to be without love and without light. So that's what I'm trying to portray. Like, as much as I can. Whenever I have the extra love and light, I'm going to give it out. Um, Yeah. So, I just... I don't... Honestly, I don't have a, the answers. I really don't. I wish I did. I would fucking be handing them bitches out like candy. Halloween trick-or-treat. Here's the fucking answers. But I ain't got the motherfucking answers, bro. The only thing I know is love and light and have compassion um fight your fight be aware but have compassion oh god that's another thing about this time is like the awareness right now is just such a crickety crackety subject like 
because all of these peeps are passing around these super violent images and videos. Um, I call it trauma porn. And it's just like this constant recirculation of these really disturbing videos and images, like without warning, like I'm just like scrolling through my feed and like, boom, like something really fucking traumatic is right in front of my eyeballs. And I understand that like people are trying to show like this is what's happening in the world and that's cool. I'm glad that humans are like being our own news sources these days. I think that's the way like we are the news now. Um, But I do want to give you a warning about that, that we as human beings are delicate little flowers. Like we are so delicate. Our nervous systems cannot comprehend the amount of trauma that we see online these days. Like you go through your timeline right now and it's like, it's a lot. And like I said, I understand why people are doing this, but just please be cognizant of what you're looking at, what you're reposting, because it, it honestly can, it can be too much. It really can. Um, not, I'm not talking about like, um, like the concept of it being too much. I'm talking about it like literally is too much for our delicate little nervous systems. So just be aware of that and be, be mindful of that. Um, and if you do want to post some traumatic ass shit, just give a warning, dude. Like I, I've had to just straight up get off the internet these days. And maybe, maybe that's the answer. Maybe you should be posting your trauma porn. I don't know. I personally think it's ineffective. I don't think that looking at the same image of sweet little Elijah in his fucking hospital bed with tubes in his face over and over and over and over and over looking at that over and over every day. Like I don't like it can just be a lot for people. Um, And furthermore, I've gathered this opinion from black people. Like, that's actually where I first heard the term trauma porn was from a black person. She's like, please, y'all need to stop posting trauma porn. Like, it's it's further traumatizing black people who are already traumatized. Like, black people already know about the violence within their communities. They already know about the horrible police brutality. Like, they're very aware. And so for little white little Sally over here just reposting it because she has white guilt over and over it, it from what I've gathered from my black peeps is that that is not always the answer Sally <laughs> so if you are Sally just just reality check your motherfucking self I understand that you're traumatized like we all are but like just keep it in mind okay just be aware of what you're doing because a lot of people are so upset right now. They're just like reposting and sharing and nah, 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 without even really digesting and processing what's going on before their eyes. Like the visual stimulus is just so much. Um, so that's something I wanted to talk about too. Is like just be aware of what you're doing. Um, also, I'm just going to go ahead and say that I have not been posting a lot about it. Because I – it's just everywhere. And my place in the revolution, like I was saying earlier, is to spread love and light and joy wherever I can. And I think that's a really important component 
to the revolution as well. Um, because in these times, like if you're, you just can't lose you, you. I encourage you to not lose sight of joy. There are still joyous things to celebrate every day. There's a lot of horrible things that we should be fighting for and against. And we are, but please don't forget to celebrate and experience joy and laughter. And that's one thing I really, really, really love about black people in general is that they've overcome so much, so much that they, oh God, the things that they create are just next fucking level. Like black music, black comedy, God, especially black comedy. <laughs> black people make me laugh so hard, like for real. And that's just such a beautiful thing. So take notes from your black brothers and sisters. They're not over here wallering over and over in the sadness and the misery of their people. They acknowledge it, but they still create joy and they laugh together and they make art and they make music and movies and films and shows and like they are still creating. They're still creating their art despite all of this fucking bullshit that they've been through. So just keep that in mind when during these times like please don't stop creating your art i understand like if you need a break for your creativity but please don't let these times deter you from making your art we need your art and your creativity and your passion and your joy now more than ever and that's the whole beauty of art and being a human that's the fucking beauty of being a human is that we transmute our pain into art Oh my God, I'm going to cry. And I'm so emotional. (laughs) I'm emotional because I have like, personally, I haven't been wanting to create much. Like, I don't, that's why I haven't made a podcast in a few months. Like, what am I supposed to say? You know, like we're all fucking suffering so much right now. And there's so much pain that I felt it to be inappropriate. But the truth is, The truth is, and I don't want to lose sight of this and I don't want you to lose sight of this, is that we need you. We need you like now. So keep creating. Like, I love you. Please remember that. Like, you are loved and you're needed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're crying with me. I wasn't here to make you cry. But it is important and it's an important component of what's going on right now too is like, Acknowledge the pain that you're feeling. I think we're all feeling it. And if you're not like, I don't, you're obviously, you're not listening. <laughs> if you're not feeling pain right now, then you're not even listening to this podcast. So I'm not even talking to you. But um, yeah, please just c- continue. Like, don't let this stop you from your passions. Oh my God. When I started crying, my, <laughs> my dog Bodhi like sat up and looked at me like, are you okay? <laughs> Yes, Bodie, we're all okay. Ugh. Oh, I needed that. It was cathartic for me. Thank you for letting me cry and express. And oh, It's just such a crazy time. It's so crazy. And, like, I just really want to continue the, the momentum of, yes, fight and resist. Yes, of course. But also laugh, have joy, like be with your friends, like call your family, like don't forget to lose sight of 
of love. Ugh. Ugh, that felt good. Also, I've been reading this book. I've, I'm reading five books right now. <laughs> um, they're all like, you know, totally different from one another. And that's why I read five books at once. But there's this one book I'm reading right now. And my mom gave it to me. Uh, it was my aunt who passed away. It was hers. And me and my aunt shared like love for um, healing and self-discovery, like psychology, spirituality. That that was kind of the thing that me and my aunt shared. And when she passed away, my mom got all her books and my mom's been giving them to me because, you know, we share the same interest, me and my aunt. And this book, my mom handed it to me. She's like, here, it's, um, it's called Soulmates, Honoring the Mysteries of Love and Relationship by Thomas More. And my mom handed it to me and I was like, I don't, I'm sick of reading books written by men, mom. She's like, honey, just like, damn, okay, why don't you just read it? And I was like, well, I'm trying to like decolonize my bookshelf and I'm trying to support the pussy power. And she's like, okay, but like, I think, I think maybe you should read this. And I was like, okay, you're right. Um, Yeah, that's another thing is like millennials are so resistant to (laughs) the systems that are in place because they piss us off that we're kind um, I think it's easy for us to miss the good stuff too. So just a little nugget there. But anyway, I'm, I'm reading this book and in the first fucking page, the author Thomas More wrote this paragraph that it's the second paragraph of the book. It's in the preface, bro. Like <laughs> I'm only on page. I'm being realistic. I'm only on page 11 of this book. Um, story of my life. But um, anyways, the second paragraph of the preface is it kind of shook me because it said it's it it verbalized something that I've been feeling and I know that a lot of people have been feeling. And it's um kind of a good indicator of like how to approach the times right now. Um because side note, what I'm experiencing right now that really angers me is this groupthink that I was talking about and like it can be damaging because we lose sight of our voice during groupthink. So let, let me just let me just read it and then you'll see what I'm talking about. <clears throat> okay, he says, I'm also aware that I write as a white male heterosexual American with a classical European education and that many who will read these words do not share that background. While writing, I've tried to maintain some consciousness of these potential differences, but to do so at every turn is to become so self-conscious and contorted as to lose touch with my own experience, which is an important source of my reflections. So I ask the reader to allow me to speak from my own context. I hope that what I say from my experience will apply with reservations and sometimes with substantive changes to various other arrangements and other cultural and educational backgrounds. It's just, it's just a little nugget. And it was this, the second paragraph and yeah, he kind of said the thing that I've been feeling. Um, I'm trying to maintain consciousness of the differences between me and you, me, Kelsey, and you, listener. But to do so at every turn is to become so self-conscious and contorted as to lose touch with my own experience. So I wanted to share that because like, I experienced this a lot. Especially, let me just use Portland as an example. Fucking 
Portland. I was living in Portland for the last few months um, while I was waiting to get up to Alaska because of COVID, you know. I was living in Portland and I had a really fucking big problem with Portland because of that exact sentence that he just said. They are so concerned with being politically correct that they lose sight of their own individuality. They're so fixated on being equal and that they literally are like one giant being. They're not even individuals. Oh, well, if you don't wear a mask, like you're a fucking loser or like whatever, you know, they're, that was a bad example. Um, that, yeah. Anyways, it's, they just kind of blanket their whole culture around being politically correct and saying certain words and not saying certain words and that like they literally as a city lost their in like it's like they're not even individuals and i fucking hated it because i love being an individual i love disagreeing with people i love having my own point of view and i love speaking from that i'm so fucking sick of these fucking people Pretending that their way is the only way. Oh, well, if you don't accept X, Y, and Z, then you are canceled. Okay, fuck you. No, I'm going to disagree with a lot of things that people say. And you're probably going to disagree with a lot of things that I say. And I don't fucking care if you disagree with me. I literally don't care. This shit gets me so angry because what's the fucking point of being an individual? What's the fucking point? The point is... You have your own voice, you have your own experiences, you have your own reflections, and you live your life based on that. And what people are trying to do now with social media and internet culture is, no, we are all going to do this, and we're all going to think that, we're all going to speak like this, and if you don't, you're canceled. And I have a lot of fucking problems with that, y'all. I'm just telling you right fucking now. I And it really deters me from even wanting to be PC and wanting to care. And let me also just tell you that saying that sounds like I'm a fucking asshole, but in reality, I am pretty much every single marginalized culture. I'm not black and I'm not a person of color, but I'm a woman. I'm a sex worker. Um, I'm not part of the 1%. I'm not fucking rich. Um, I'm queer and I am not monogamous. So all of the things that those people like those people that I'm talking about that like want to brainwash me into groupthink, they're all they want people to be like chill with, well, we're poly, so you should care. And we're queer and like we are this and you need to just pronounce like dir dir and we're dir like a lot of all lot of yelling and screaming about things that I already am. And, like, it's so weird to me. And, like, I just don't... I don't even know how to verbalize how I feel about it. It's really... I'm kind of struggling to find the words. But it's fucking gross. Like, ew. I, I, Kelsey, Louise, am all of those things as well. But I'm not running around, like, forcing everyone to care about it. And, like, I don't know. It's just fucking weird. And... I just wanted to get that out. <laughs> I don't really know how to verbalize what I'm trying to say, but I think y'all know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
stop trying to tell me what I need to be doing and how I need to be talking and how I need to be acting. And like, I don't fucking care if you get offended. That's one thing is like, everyone's so fucking sensitive and offended these days. Like, get the fuck over it. Live your fucking life. Like, if someone, if you are like, God, I'm just going to stop right there because I don't even feel like going down the rabbit hole of like fucking social awareness these new cultural social awarenesses that everyone's supposed to abide by. Like y'all can have your own little fucking cool, cool person party, but I don't want to be invited. Um, I'm just not into that. And also if, if you really want to create social change, the way to do it is not by telling people to do it because that's just human psychology. We don't want to do it. We're told, have you ever been around a child? You tell a kid to do something, they are going to not do it just because you want them to. So all of this stupid fucking group think and all of these social pressures are so, they're such a deterrent. It's like laughable. Like, I'm not going to do the things that you want me to do just because you want me to do them. Like, I'm just not going to do it. Like the whole game, like for instance, like it's kind of a bad analogy too, but like Game of Thrones, I never even watched it because I was so fucking sick of everyone telling me to watch it. I was like, I ain't fucking watching this shit. Like, I'm so sick of y'all talking about it. I am definitely not going to watch it now. Um, and that's kind of how I feel about this like group think, like social, politically correct bullshit. Y'all can all cir- circle jerk together. I don't fucking care anymore. Uh, I'm just going to keep being myself and being the individual that I am. And if you don't like it, then fucking go away. (laughs) Like, I don't fucking care. Like, I had someone in my Instagram DMs the other day trying to tell me that I was racist because I was telling people to chill on the trauma porn. And I was like, bro, I gathered these opinions from black people first. And then I agreed. And then I said something about it so you trying to say that black people are racist no bitch like you need to shut the fuck up you're just trying to create some social issues with me because i'm white like i don't know what to tell you like i don't know and i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say i'm just really frustrated with the way things are and the lack of compassion that we have for each other right now that's what i'm really frustrated about like everyone's so concerned with the little like nitpicky details of our society that they're like missing the bigger picture and the bigger picture is love each other (laughs) that's kind of it maybe i should just stop the podcast right fucking there because i'm so sick of all this stupid nitpicking like please just be gentle with each other god okay i feel better i got my like bro energy out Mm. i'm like sweating talking about that shit because it's so maddening to me it's maddening well, I'm Polly and then, bitch, I am too. And I'm not running around telling everybody and telling people that they need to be, you know, concerned about my polyamory. Like, I don't fucking give a shit if you're Polly, bitch. Shut the fuck up. Blech. You know what I'm talking about? I think y'all know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, maybe I helped you open an eye or two. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. Um, other than that, how are y'all doing? <laughs> Oh, I really just want to give you a hug right now. I'm, like, so over COVID. I'm so over, like, this stupid unrest. I'm so over this political shenanigans going on. I just want to chill. (laughs) Can we just kick it? (laughs) I just want to hug you and love you the way you are. Um, And accept you for that. 
And that's another thing. The acceptance. Accept each other. Huh. <sighs> okay. Well, I've laughed. I cried. I even yelled a little bit. I think, I think I'm going to wrap this bitch up. Now, I will say my last recording that I did of this was a bit more um, energetic. I'm a little sleepy today because um, I returned to work finally. Thank fucking God. I needed money. I finally got some money, bitch. Um, yeah, so I'm a little sleepy today. So thanks for hanging in there with me. Um, I just wanted to tell you how much I love you and I appreciate you. And I am so grateful for you as an individual. And I just really want you to keep creating and keep shining and keep showing up in the ways that you can show up, whatever that looks like to you. And if people try to pressure you or make you feel bad for doing or not doing something, fucking send them love and light and then ignore them (laughs) because they don't have the same kind of compassion that you can have right now. So for that, I have compassion. That's like the greatest compassion I think is to have compassion for people that are, that don't have the capacity to be compassionate. Um, that's like the ultimate, I think. So, um, I'm loving you, uh, always in all ways. So we always end slut sermons with a breathing exercise So this one, I want to do like sort of a guided meditation. So wherever you are, just get settled in there. Um, You can do this while you're walking. If you want, just if you're walking or running, just try to fixate your eyes on one point in front of you. If you're driving, mm, be careful. (laughs) And if you're sitting or lying down, Just relax. You can close your eyes. I'm sitting, so I'll close my eyes. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, reach the crown of your head up to the sky. And whatever point of your body is on the earth, imagine that point for me. It's my feet. Um, I'm like sitting with my feet on the floor. Imagine your feet growing roots. And imagine these roots growing deeper and deeper, deeper into the earth. Imagine them going through the floor, through the building that you're in, through the grass, the topsoil, deep into the earth. Imagine them going so deep, deeper and deeper and deeper, that your feet, your roots touch the center of the earth, the molten lava, the deep red center of the earth, and connect with that. Take some deep breaths in through your nose, out through your mouth. Imagine those roots at the core of the earth. In through your nose. Fill up your belly. Exhale out your mouth. You are one with the earth. One more.
Now, as your roots are still touching the core of the earth, imagine the top of your head opening. And with this opening, shoots out a bright white light. And this light is shining higher and brighter and higher and brighter until it reaches out of the Earth's atmosphere and into the ether of the cosmos. This bright white light shining out of your head and these deep roots deep into the, the core of the Earth. And imagine your body is in between the earth and the sky. You are both the earth and the sky. Your body is simply a vessel for this light from the cosmos to shine through you and deep into the earth. And the energy of the earth comes up through your roots and shines out of your head. You are not a human being having a divine experience. You are a divine being having a human experience. Let's take a deep breath together in through your nose. Hold it in your belly. You should feel your heartbeat and release out your mouth. Blink your eyes open if they were closed. And remember that I am you. You are me. We are earth. We are light. We are love. We are experiencing this together. We are one. I love you. I miss you. I hug you and I kiss you. And I'll be talking to you very soon. Until then, shine your light. Love you.